I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Time to talk about stuff we bought. Yeah. I don't even remember what the last episode we did this on was called, where we reviewed all of those products that we had, like, swapped out for other stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'll link it in the show notes once we figure out which one it was. But we are back to review some of the other stuff. I think we had mentioned some of it on that episode. We were, like, thinking about buying it or we had purchased it and hadn't used it yet. And this episode is our time, plus some new stuff that we've picked up along the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to add. Cool. Okay. The first one is the handkerchiefs, um, which I'm really excited about because I did it because it was just like a very clear swap for me. It was like, oh, we're throwing away a lot of tissues. What is a non-disposable tissue? It's a handkerchief. Mm -hmm. I think they're so good. Yeah. Have you... I really actually use them. My allergies... Which is surprising because you are the primary user of tissues in this household. That's true. I mean, I'm sure a time will come. (laughs) (laughs) And when the time comes, I'll probably go through all the hankies and they'll all be in the wash. Um, But yeah, my allergies have been pretty good this season. So I haven't... I think I used one. And yeah, I mean, it was fine. It was like really... Like no, like no big <laughs> no transitional <problems. laughs> issue leaving a tissue for a handkerchief. Uh, so I bought these on Etsy from a maker in Alaska. Fun fact. Alaska? Yeah. Um, Last she was, frontier. She was really, really nice, actually. I ended up having to message her because it had been a couple weeks and nothing had shipped. And she was like, oh, yeah, I got to like get back on my sewing. My bad. So she was like very sweet about it. And then you got to give it to the sled dogs. And they got to get to the town in time with the vaccine <laughs> actually the shipping was like not as much of a problem as i thought it would be given that i saw that they were coming from alaska in the first place and i was like oh i'm not gonna get these for a minute yeah i also just made a balto reference no i i know i did i did because like i've seen balto but it doesn't hold the space in my heart that i think it does for a lot of people i was just like fine with it wow thank <laughs> chiefs from alaska yeah and they're um a bamboo cotton blend and this was kind of the point at which also i was trying to figure out like bamboo cotton what are we doing what's the best thing to do and all of the reviews had said these were particularly soft and i think that that's true definitely soft yeah good work alaska lady here's why i like them so much um I don't know if this is going to be a gross episode or not, but like this is my podcast, so I'm going to say whatever I want on it. Cool. They get super clean. They do get clean. Like there's no residue. Nice. That was a nice word. (laughs) And I don't know what I thought was going to happen or like what state I thought it was going to be in. I thought maybe it would be like a paper towel situation Uh where like you have to wash them and then put them in the wash. Yeah. And I would say... Up until this point, that has not been the case. We've, like, used them a regular amount, I would say. 
and then we put them in the wash and they come out perfectly clean like they've never been used before and i just totally don't feel skeeved out reusing them yeah no i think i think they come out much cleaner than the bamboo paper towels yeah and we haven't been like sick with them yet yeah but that'll be the real review (laughs) but i'm like pretty stoked on them and kind of i'm really glad that we switched honestly yeah same i feel a little bit like it's uh like we were talking about with the paper towel like having them makes me more conscious of using them i guess which like when you need a tissue you need a tissue when you need a handkerchief you need a handkerchief but i don't know i guess this is gross i don't know like <laughs> you can get multiple sneezes out of a handkerchief sometimes i feel like when you're in the zone and like i mean you can save a tissue like grandma style you can tuck it up your sleeve but like i don't know if you're in the middle like if i'm working from home and i'm in the middle of writing something and i have a couple sneezes chances are i'm just throwing away the tissue because i don't want to keep a tissue on my desk right that's just like clutter in my workspace and it's kind of gross but like a handkerchief you're not just gonna throw it away it's just a handkerchief you just like tuck it and put it in your pocket put it aside so yeah yeah honestly i did save tissues and i felt gross while i was doing it and i like feel better about this now yeah these are decidedly not that gross to like keep after sneezing like old west style you know everyone sneezing in their <laughs> handkerchiefs you think it's gross like most things that existed in the 1800s but this actually <laughs> isn't that gross yeah so like super fan of the handkerchief would go so far as to recommend them to people nah. um i feel like sometimes the things we're doing are like a little extreme <laughs> and that maybe other people shouldn't do them but like I think people should do this one. This is a good one. Yeah, we're here to experiment for y'all. Yeah. <laughs> let us tell you, handkerchiefs, not that weird. Not weird. Other things we do, probably weird. <laughs> Soap nuts, maybe weird. Maybe weird. Yeah. Jury's still out. We definitely, we had just purchased these, I think, when we did our last review. So we had mentioned them, but we didn't know about them yet. Yeah. I would say from my perspective as the person who doesn't do the laundry, but who, like, wears the clothes, I feel fine about them. Yeah. Uh, as the person who does the laundry, I I mean, I feel pretty fine. I feel like people are a little confused. I don't put detergent in. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I got my laundry hours, especially now that I'm, like, a weekday laundry doer, now that I work from home. Shout out to all the freelancers listening. Uh <laughs> I feel like people are like, oh, that's weird. This kid never puts detergent in the laundry machine when he comes to do the thing. The dryer balls people uh, see me use, and I think that's a little more normal. I mean, a little more normal. People do all sorts of stuff in dryers, not just sheets, but some people have, like, the plastic balls. So everyone true. does different shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel, I gotta say, I feel pretty neutral about them. I feel like everything is clean. Like, yeah, like I'm like not smells. wearing smelly clothing, yeah. you know? Um, so they do their job. Do they do it better than detergent? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Do they not come in plastic bottles? I mean, yeah. (laughs) If, like, we're thinking about it as an eco-product, can we compost them? Yeah. Are they better? I don't know. Honestly. I don't think I expected them to be better, though. I think that... Well, I guess, are are they equal? Maybe. Sometimes I feel like some heavier things... Now they come out smelly, 
but that they don't come out like with that fresh laundry chemical smell that you get. It's like hoodies and towels and things that are a thicker material. Sometimes like they're washed and they're not smelly, but they don't have that like freshness to them that, you know, the fun synthetic chemicals give them. But is that the soap nuts fault or is that like our societal conditioning to like the smell of chemicals? I don't know, both. <laughs> more, this is a review, Jordan, and I'm just I mean, giving my well-rounded fair. opinion. No, I think that like people who do like the smell of f- fresh laundry, etc., who use that as a metric for it being clean are not going to be pleased with the soap nuts. The soap nuts are very like crunchy granola on the like scale of eco product substitutes, I would say. Like if people are looking for a greener way to use um laundry detergent they should get one of those like concentrated laundry detergents you know that's like actual laundry detergent but just like less plastic yeah there's definitely a step between yeah we soap went, like, nuts pull out. and buying big bottles of laundry detergent from sea town here's the thing i like about them though like i have really sensitive skin and so i don't know if you notice but i always buy the unscented and um like non-dyed um laundry detergent yeah um and that's this is good for that you know like there are no scent chemicals in it there are no like color chemicals in it and so that's not so much a problem for me yeah in that situation i mean i'm already pretty crunchy granola so i really don't care (laughs) um but in in the interest of doing a review if you are someone who's like Ah, this smells like a field, even though I poured chemicals on it. These <laughs> are not really for you. They won't give you that sensation or that satisfaction, especially from those heavier materials, I find. No. The lighter materials, I mean, really, it's for the stuff we don't put in the dryer. With stuff, I feel like that fresh scent really comes once the heat has released all the stuff. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. But... Well, we don't use dryer sheets either, so it's not like we're getting the fresh scent from the dryer sheets. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess all that stuff is just, like, fresh scent. Yeah. Like, Aspen Field. There might be a bit of residual, too. We don't get the full, like, non-chemical effect because we are using laundromat washers where everyone else is putting their laundry detergent in the washer, so I'm sure there's still some residue in the washer if you really want to, like, sniff it. (laughs) You really want to get in there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this next one's all you. Yeah. Um, next two really are all you. So I... I just have to do sound effects. Okay. <laughs> I've been looking for a minute, I would say, for a razor replacement. Is you searching the internet? Yeah. I was thinking about one of those, like, mail order Dollar Shave Club things where you're... Ding dong. Where you're getting, like, just the razor heads in the mail, you know, and you can keep the same handle. Yeah. Because I found out recently, like, I should have known this, but I found out recently that you can't even, like, recycle plastic razors. (gasps) Yeah, they're just trash. And so I was like, okay, can I... This is like a disposable plastic I use. And not only that, but I hate spending money on them. As we just discussed, like... It's not a lot of money, but it's just like money I don't enjoy spending because it doesn't yield like a joyful product, mm-hmm. you know? And I had just been using the same razors forever because those were the razors I always used. So it was just like money that I spent kind of mindlessly and that it was irritating to spend. Yeah. And then um, what Neely Morris, whose book we reviewed a while ago, 
recommended the leaf razor because that's what she was using. And so that's what I got Mm -hmm. because I'm very susceptible to internet marketing. (laughs) And their thing is that you, the razor is made entirely of metal. There are no plastic components and you just replace, (laughs) and you just replace the blade part. So it's kind of like one of those like single blade razors, but there this one has three blades, which is also great. Cause... Three blades. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think I could use a single blade razor. I'm not like talented enough. I don't know. A lot of people with a like, there's a name for these things that I can't think of right now. A lot of people in the reviews for the single blade razors were like, I cut myself a bunch of times until I learned how to use this. <laughs> and I didn't really have time or patience for that sort of learning curve. Yeah, it sounds like really painful. <laughs> yeah. Um, straight razors. That's what they are. Ah, yeah. yeah. So I got this. And I will say this is not the cheapest swap we've made. And I also don't expect it to pay for itself for like a really long time. Because while I'll never have to buy a razor again, I am going to have to continue buying blades. Mm. And so the cost of the razor, like relative to the cost of disposable razors was enough that it's going to be like a minute before this thing pays for itself. That being said, I do like it. I feel like I made a conscious decision to buy this thing and that like, that's a better way to spend my money than to just like go to Target and buy all of these reusable razors. Hmm. Also though... I don't know. This is like a weird overshare maybe, but like I didn't use shaving cream because all of those disposable plastic razors have that like weird, gross chemical thing in the head that like softens your leg while you're, while you're uh, shaving. Sure. Like there's already the product like on the razor mm-hmm. and this razor didn't have that. And so for a minute I was like, oh shit, this doesn't really work. And then I realized, oh, actually maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Because all of the reviews also, this is like a quote-unquote unisex product. So a lot of the reviews were written by men and like had to do with like shaving their face, obviously, with like shaving products geared toward men. Sure. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll get some shaving cream and that will fix the issue. Mm-hmm. And I actually tried yours first you to did. make sure I wasn't like um, investing in something that wasn't going to work. And then like my whole plan was foiled and everything was terrible. And that helped, mm-hmm. but then I smelled like man, and I didn't really like that. I use the brand it's the best a man can get. So. <laughs> and also, I like don't really like the texture of shaving cream. I thought I think it's kind of gross and oh, weird. Man. Texture of shaving cream is amazing. But it's like you don't. Yeah, it's like amazing like, sensory input. I I like it. I think it's fun. I don't like it at all. I think it's gross. No. It feels cringy to me. Cringy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like when you first put it on? If immediately when it's it touching cringy. my hands. Wow. Huh. I don't get that. I think it's fun. It's like fluffy. It's fun. A lot of times in classroom settings, it'll be like a sensory activity with a kid. So I'm not just like sitting, shaving, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Let me preface after saying I mean, that I shave if you with want. the best a man can get. <laughs> That there is no fun in shaving. It's all it's serious, so manly. manly ass business. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, it's usually a sensory activity. I don't know. I think it's. I think it's fun. The one thing I would say is like cheaper shaving creams. Stay once they like dry in your hand, then they start 
you know, a little cringy, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I like Shape of Dreams, but I guess I can see what you're saying, especially if you're not used to it. Anyway, carry on. I took it as an opportunity to find like an organic product. Um, as I literally just mentioned, I have really sensitive baby skin. So I wanted something that was like unscented um, and didn't have a bunch of chemicals in it. And I found um, Dr. Bronner's has a shaving soap that I was like reading the reviews of. And everyone was like, I love this product, but it comes out of the tube so fast. Like, why is it packaged like this? This is terrible. I can't live this way. Dr. Bronner's, why are you doing this to me? It was like very emotional and intense on the like review board. And it was like on their website too. So like they were not censoring their reviews by any means. People were in it. People were in it. And then on page three, this dude was like, you were in it. (laughs) This dude was like, listen up, sheeple. Wow. That was not a direct quote. That was just like the tone of his. Oh, yeah, I was hoping it was a direct <laughs> quote on the Dr. Bronner's page. He was like, this shaving soap has almost exactly the same ingredients as their sugar soap. And their sugar soap comes in a different container that like makes it better that the soap is super runny. Because they're right. It doesn't have the viscosity of regular soap. It's no, like a very liquid product. Mm-hmm. So I got the sugar soap, the unscented one. Nice. I was just like out here on a limb, like had never used it before. Had never actually used Dr. Bronner's, but we have a friend who does and who really highly recommends like all of their products. That's so I got it. I got a really big bottle too. It only comes in like a 24 ounce bottle. So I was like, oh man, if this sucks, like that's going <laughs> to suck. However, they do sell the sugar soap as like... A body wash, face wash, hand soap, shampoo, like <laughs> basically rub it anywhere sort of thing. So I was like, oh, maybe if I don't like it as a shaving soap, I'll like it as like something else. Just rub it somewhere else. <laughs> or just like use it as a hand soap in the bathroom, you know? Yeah, fucking whatever. And I'm obsessed with it. Wow. Yeah. Um, you can write a review. Maybe I will. I don't think I've ever written a review of anything I mean, on the internet. This is not a review this on is, the internet. Yeah, this is like the only venue in which I've reviewed things on the internet. But um, I think it's really great. It does have a slight, it smells like sugar. It like smells sweet, but there are no added scents. All of the ingredients are organic, so it doesn't irritate my skin at all. And people are right. If it came in a tube, it would just be like all the fuck over the place. But this one has a pump. So if you pump like slowly, it's not that big of a problem. And it works really nicely as a shaving soap. I will say once I run out of the current face soap I have, I might also try it as a face soap. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, It's really lovely and I highly recommend it. Cool. And it made my razor like so much better also. So like the whole situation is just really working out now. Oh, but this was also in the reviews. People were like, could this please come in a plastic bottle or in a glass bottle? Because currently it's packaged in plastic. Mm. And I feel like Dr. Bronner's has the customer base that they could package in glass and like charge a few more dollars and people would pay for it. That's I would. So Dr. Bronner's, if you're listening. One, we will take your money. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Get glass bottles. Eco floss, 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 floss. I like it. I'm into it. It's expensive, but. <laughs> so this is a um, natural 
product that replaces dental floss. It's made of silk and coated in beeswax, which makes it compostable. And it comes in a glass and metal container. So you're not getting rid of like a plastic container every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like it. Actually, oddly, I think I like it better than regular floss. I feel like it's easier to floss with. It's softer on your gums, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. That's what I noticed immediately was that it's like, it's not like cutting you, you know? It's just like gently gracing your gums. Wow. (laughs) That's like a review. You can have that (laughs) EcoFloss if you send us a check. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I like it. I don't like that it was expensive. Uh, Is this the first Eco product you've actually bought, though? (laughs) I mean, no. Yes, maybe for like us but no in like general i i'll tell you why i don't like it okay that it's tell expensive us. jordan and listeners i don't like that it's so expensive because it is like prohibitively more expensive than regular floss which eco products are usually always more expensive than regular things but this is like way more expensive and that makes it a little i don't know i would say out of reach for most consumers and not just like a a monetary thing like i would say in the interest of like voting with your dollars, quote unquote, and trying to make a conscious choice in the hopes that the more you buy some the eco, the more larger companies are like, oh, wow, people are buying eco floss. We should change our floss to eco floss, yada, yada. Like this floss costs 16 bucks and like not a lot of people are going to buy floss for 16 bucks. I understand that that might be the cost of manufacturing, but I don't know. I wish it could come down. I wish it wasn't shipped. I have a lot of things I wish were different about it on that end. In terms of the product itself, I like it. And I, yeah, I think it's better than regular floss for sure. But it feels like, it feels extra. It's also a consumable, which I think is one of the differences. Is Compostable? That, well, like it's a, it's a consumable product in that you like use it and get rid of it and then you have to buy more. It's not like a handkerchief where like we're replacing boxes and boxes and boxes of tissues that we would buy. Right. It's kind of like a one-to-one of like, we're going to buy the same amount of floss. It's really just like, are we buying $2 floss or $16 floss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's more, I think you're right. Um, yeah, and it just feels like, like, woo, it's going to be a lot of money if we do it again, <laughs> you know, as opposed to other products that are reusable. And like reusable floss be pretty gross, so I'm not advocating yeah, for that. Yeah, not going to fuck with that. Let's get that clear. I'm weird <laughs> and I'm crunchy, but I'm not that crunchy. Um, so I don't know. I don't think we're going to solve the world's dental hygiene problems right here, right now on Apartment 26. But I wish it was a little more cost effective um, because I think it is better. The only thing I will say in its defense, though, is that we never have to buy the bottle again. We can just buy refills of the floss. I don't; those aren't going to be two dollars no. by any means. But I don't know that it'll be sixteen again. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, it would be cool if manufacturers of well, I don't even know who manufactures floss. Fucking like I always just bought Rite Aid brand before this or CVS brand. Or I mean, whatever. it's probably all one company that is then branded as yes, the different probably. like toothbrush brand i think all the toothbrush brands have flosses but yeah i only buy right floss yeah um yeah i mean it'd be cool if there were similar options in those i think we're a long way off from that in terms of what pride like i think other things will come first yeah 
in terms of what products are becoming more environmentally conscious, I would say floss is pretty low on that list. Um, oh yeah, to mixed reviews. The product itself, I really love. I honestly think it's way better than regular floss. And when I traveled home to North Carolina, I just used the flosses at my parents' house. So I was able to go from this floss mm. back to regular floss and then back again. And yeah, I think it's like much better feeling on your gum line. It also feels like a deeper clean. It's just like, I don't know, sturdier. It does tear sometimes because it's silk. Um, but when it tears, it doesn't like get stuck in your gums. Sometimes I would get regular floss like stuck yeah. in my gums in the way that like the, you get those plasticky shards, you know? That's so stressful too. Because then you're like, what if it <laughs> never comes out? Then you get a floss more and just maybe make the problem worse. I don't know. Are you just going to live with plastic in your teeth for the rest of your life? Maybe. <laughs> Your, like, skeleton decomposes and there's still, there's still floss there. Archaeologist years later. Dig up pieces of floss. Um, so, yeah. Mixed review in terms of is it cost effective? I don't know. Is it a better product? I think yes. Is this the most out there product that we've used? The bamboo toilet paper? No, I think the floss is more out there than that. All right. So we got bamboo toilet paper. Yep. Which sounds like fucked up, but it's the texture of toilet paper. Like it looks like toilet paper. No one would know. It is just toilet paper. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think this product is out there because it comes in a big ass box. Like you bought a bunch of toilet paper from Costco. We bought 50 rolls of it. Yeah. But like that's what people do when they go. Like, it comes in, like, 48-roll packs and Target and shit like that. Regular toilet yeah. paper. And, it, I mean, it wipes your butt the same. <laughs> Feels exactly the same, pretty much. Uh, it's just toilet paper, really. So this company, which is called Who Gives a Crap, they're Australian. They do paperless toilet papers. So we got the bamboo one. They also sell, a, or I guess treeless toilet paper, because they sell a, a recycled paper toilet paper. Right. Um, which... I read an interview with them, and I guess that one's the more eco-friendly one, even, than the bamboo, so we can try that one next. Nice. Um, you can buy a box of 50. It comes to you in a cardboard box, and then each roll is wrapped in paper, so it's also plasticless, mm-hmm. which was another reason that I really wanted to do it, because Seatown toilet paper comes wrapped in <laughs> plastic. I mean, I think most toilet paper does, really. Yeah, that's true. Um this is also way more expensive. We were buying toilet paper at 25 cents a roll from Seatown. And this toilet paper the is a dollar a roll. Yeah. And, but I guess this feels the most out there to me because it's like the most divisive on the internet. There are a lot of people who've really like reviewed this specific toilet paper poorly. Yeah. Which is confusing to me because it is like apples to apples with the Seatown toilet paper for me. Though, to be fair, we were using Seatown toilet paper. This is not like Charmin Ultrasol. <laughs> so if that's the level you're on, maybe then you would be disappointed with yeah, this toilet paper. If you got a bougie butt, then like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> oh man, this has become such a weird podcast. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of into it. But I think kind of like the razor, like it's never going to pay for itself, right? This is like a... A more expensive thing and it's a consumable also so it's just like objectively more expensive than what we were buying mm-hmm. but it feels 
conscious. It feels like rather than just buying the toilet paper that's in front of our face, we were like, what do we want? Yeah. Also, I think a dollar a roll is not much more expensive than like Charmin Ultra Sauce. Right. Than the yeah. More, I guess higher end, if you can call it. <laughs> right. But then, like this is this is what feels absurd to me and why I don't think this is the most out there is like the fact that higher end toilet paper exists in the world that we live in is like indicative of a larger problem and maybe a larger conversation that apartment 26 can have yeah but I think this but but I think uh I think this is like a pretty tame relatively like seamless change I think it's the same as I think it's better than the like single ply sea town shit we were using. This is three ply. Wow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much the same. And the wrappers are cute. I can take a pic of some of them. They like put a nice little design on the wrappers and they're different, so it's kind of festive. Yeah. Uh, Not that we needed it to be festive, it's just yeah. a bonus. Though I will say the box when it was delivered to us had like all of these like butt jokes on it. Because the, like, I don't know, like, the name of the company is a joke, and, yeah. like, the whole, like, branding is kind of a joke, but it's it was nose. really conspicuous to, like, roll up to our apartment, <laughs> and, like, on the doormat was just sitting this big, like, butt joke box. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's the thing with toilet paper. I have this vivid memory of walking home pretty, like, vaguely afternoon drunk in Austin, <laughs> carrying toilet paper for the Austin home i was living in and having drunk austin bros and their girlfriends shouting down at me from a balcony like yeah man carry that toilet paper (laughs) as i was carrying a huge ass thing of toilet paper from stop and shop or whatever was closest no not stop and shop was Was it was it stop and shop i think it was yeah maybe stop and shop home and I feel like that's just like toilet paper. Everyone needs it, but there's something funny about just like a big ass thing of toilet paper being brought to your home, you know? It's just like, oh, you're buying 48 rolls of toilet paper, you know? I've never had that specific experience. This was a new one for me. Oh. I mean, no one said anything to us about it. It was just funny. I mean, it's just everyone needs it, you know? So I think. That's true. Um, but yeah, I feel like, to me, I feel like the floss is a little more out there just because of how much more expensive it was. In terms of divisiveness on the internet, I guess maybe this. I don't know. I didn't know it was that divisive on the internet. But I could see that being the case if people are used to, yeah, the really high-end toilet paper. Yeah, I don't... No one was saying, like, what they used instead, but a lot of people said that they were disappointed in it. Maybe we just aren't sensitive enough to those sorts of situations. Yeah, I guess not. Matches? Yeah, here's a not gross one, though. We got some matches. Because, so, I mean, I, I guess this isn't like a big thing, but like I had never owned matches before because in my adult life, and I think even like in my parents' homes, we always had what I call fire sticks, but are like resolutely not called fire sticks. I think they're just called lighters, but they're like those lighters that have the really long noses. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think people call them fire sticks. I like to tease you a little bit about it, but I think they are like. If you say fire stick, people know, like, what you are referring to. Okay. Yeah. But ours ran out. Yeah. It is now empty. And I was like, oh, we're, like, in this mode of, like, finding, like, eco products. Um, and I was like, what, what is, like, the eco thing to do when you want to set something on fire? 
And there were a couple options. You can get like refillable letters. Um, Just take a magnifying glass to the sun. <laughs> you could do that. We don't get a lot of light in the apartment though, so that would be like kind of. I bet if an you took a magnifying glass to the grow light. Oh man, that would be like a lot. That always reminds me of Toy Story. Remember that kid like setting his toys on fire? Mm-hmm. I found. I remember when I was in deep and I was trying to buy those like cactus quill matches that are only manufactured in Mexico and only distributed in like Texas grocery stores. Yeah, you were in. I wasn't in a place to talk you down, but you were in. <laughs> yeah, I was really in that. And I like had a place that I could buy them. And then I started getting sketched out because like as much as I love fire, I'm also like afraid of fire. And I was like. You're also on like cigar forums. Yeah, I watched this cigar YouTube video review where... So people who smoke cigars, I guess, really like these cactus quill matches if they can get their hands on them because it doesn't, like, introduce that burning wood smell into your tobacco. This is not a problem we have, and it's not, like, a problem that I'm particularly worried about (laughs) in the world. But, yeah, I guess in cigar circles... They're fairly well sought after because they don't have a smell when they burn and they don't like alter the taste of your tobacco. Which is cool. I mean, it's a pretty pro tip. Yeah, I mean, if that is helpful to anyone here, I'm glad that I I said that. And people can like tell me also if they really like them and if I should get them. But I the, I guess the thing with them is that <laughs> they are like harder to put out or something. So like in the YouTube video, this guy is just like waving this flaming match and then he like tosses it behind him onto the floor of his garage and it's like still lit. <laughs> I was like, we don't need this in our lives. Like this is too much. I just want to like set the thing on fire and then have the match go out. So we got just like regular grocery store matches. They've started to be branded as eco because they're from like sustainable forests. Um, But as you rightly pointed out, probably they were always from sustainable forests and they just put the logo on their box now because it's like a marketing point. Correct. I think, I don't know, but that's my thought. Because most, I mean, most things like that are done on US forest service land and then the companies have to replant and yada yada. It's part of their contract with the forest service. They're also compostable, which I knew because I Googled it, but then also like sometimes things are compostable that we can't compost in the New York City green market compost. Mm-hmm. But I asked the compost lady and she said yes. Nice. Yeah. So She's like the ultimate gatekeeper. Yeah. That woman. If she says you can compost it, you defs can. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought that was a good trade-off and then i got like super sketched out that they were gonna spontaneously combust or something because i'd never owned a pack of matches before and then my brother was like stop being stupid you're fine um and to date they haven't spontaneously combusted and i haven't set anything on fire that i didn't intend to that's true i did get like freaked out once and i like wasted a match because i had to blow it out because i thought it was burning too quickly Mm. you weren't here for that but other than that it's been fine you don't feel anything about the matches. You're just like a regular match user. Yeah, I have matches all up in my hiking box right now. Really? Yeah. Wow. I have a pair of waterproof matches sitting in my backpack ready to spontaneously combust at any moment. Well, you probably shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> are they strike anywhere or they strike on the box? I didn't even know there were two types. And then I like found out in all of the Googling that I did about matches. Uh, the ones I have in my backpack are strike on the box because they're waterproof. Thank God. So they're pretty hard to light, but they also don't get wet. 
Like, or if they get wet, they can still light, but you gotta light them hard on the box. Do you store them in a film canister? No, I store them in a plastic bag. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, like, a camping DIY hack that was, like, if you have a bunch of matches, you should store them in a film canister. I don't know where you'd get a film canister nowadays, but... Huh. I mean, I'm sure you can find them around. That's an interesting hack. I feel like you couldn't compress that, though. No, it wouldn't compress. I think these weren't waterproof matches, though, and so it gives them an element of being, like, weather-resistant as well. Oh. That kind of makes sense. It's a good, like, camping hack, too, if you're not backpacking. Don't have to worry about that stuff. You can just keep them in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I feel no real way about matches. I mean, we just, uh, the pack we got, just mad. they're like diamond matches, diamond yeah. brown, so they're just matches. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel really no way about them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that this is, like, a recommendation or a non-recommendation. This is just, like, a statement of fact that previously we didn't own matches, and now we do. <laughs> And it took me a lot of time to come to the decision to buy them. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.